Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please have you been? I've been great, dude. Happy New Year to you, my guy. Happy, Happy New, New Year to Year. listeners. Happy belated birthday to my guy. Yo, are you officially 34, 35 now? Yes, 34. So uh, I will always say I'm in my uh, low 30s. Low 30s. Yeah, yeah. Low 30s. How was the, um, we'll get into mine after. I want to hear about your birthday though, man. So how was, I feel like, again, like those December birthdays get lost in the mix of everything. So I want to give you your time to express like the, the fun or whatever you did. So how was like the birthday, the Christmas, the staycation for New Year's? Like how was all that? Honestly, it was all nice. Um, it's always a good time seeing, seeing family, um, being able to not focus on work so much. Um, and part, part of the reason for this staycation was for some reason, uh, well, well, maybe not for some reason, because of, I think, revenge uh, vacationing, they call it. Uh, this year was particularly expensive if you wanted to fly damn near anywhere. The holidays are already expensive, so... What's revenge uh, vacation? What's that? Basically, like, what's that? everyone was too paranoid to vacation during the COVID years. It wasn't until oh. like maybe 2022 people started opening up to the idea of it. You didn't really need the the vaccine card, like stuff like that. So gotcha. this year, everyone's like, fuck it. I'm going to go to Europe and Jamaica and this and that. And that just, I think. You know, Europe was packed the- this year. I heard the most right. Americans mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. I couldn't hear. I couldn't stop hearing people talk about Portugal and yeah, Spain and everything. Um, but we were supposed to go to Jamaica and at first, the, the prices seemed reasonable, but by the time we were planning it, uh, it shot up to like twelve hundred bucks, which is like three times what it normally yeah. should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially coming from Florida, like that probably sounds insane. Insane. Um, and my bro, I've seen like three hundred like maybe. Boats. There's like boats that go there yeah. every day. It's like why would, why would you pay that? <laughs> exactly. Um, so staycation was the reasonable alternative. Uh, it was a lot of fun. The Airbnb was was massive. Was um, it in the Bay? No, it was in. It was supposed to be in Calabasas. It was actually in Woodland Hills. Um, I'll get to that in a moment. But okay. <laughs> they basically lied about the location for marketing purposes. Because um, everyone be like, hears Calabasas and right. they think about it's like the University of Miami, right? Technically, right, and it's not. It's FIU or something. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, colleges always do that, but. It was uh, it was a dope experience overall. I did forget how much I love playing basketball because I hadn't oh, nice. shot I hadn't shot a basketball in like seriously I don't know maybe ten years. Like I believe you. Yeah. Like, why would you? Like if you're not in right. the league after you graduate, like what? Why are you playing basketball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was funny because me and my older brother were huffing and puffing like after three shots. We were just playing uh, around the world, uh, which brought me back to my my childhood. Uh, but yeah, basketball is an underrated workout because I played for, I was just shooting hoops by myself for like an hour and a half and I felt like, like a brand new person. So I definitely have to get back into that. Um, yeah, it was, it was a super just nice opportunity for all of us to hang out. My cousin flew from Canada or New York. She's from Canada, but lives in New York, flew with her, um, her boyfriend, who's actually from Brooklyn, Super cool dude, heavy accent, a funny guy. And it was just that extra vibe that we didn't know we needed until he came there. And like, like, oh, this is the perfect, you know, group for this sort of thing. So 
I'm really happy we we went there. Nice. Did you guys bring in New Year's there, or were you already back home for like the ball drop and all that stuff? No, we already went back home, so we we drove back the 29th. Um, and there were a couple of hiccups during the the trip, like we saw a mouse running in the kitchen. Um, at the Airbnb. At the Airbnb. Yep. And I don't think it was because of cleanliness because it's like we're basically kind of in the woods and the hills and shit. That's the thing, bro. There's that like line of like, is it the house or is it just like a garden mouse and you're in the fucking middle of nowhere? I feel like there's that that thin line because, dude, I think I told you when you were here, like, dude, in Florida, you have like uh, palmetto bugs. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yo, if you live on the first floor, you're going to get some kind of creatures, you know, coming into your house kind of a thing. Exactly. Um, And there were more critters. Well, I wouldn't call it a critter, but more animals. So while we were in the jacuzzi, uh, a coyote literally like 10 feet away staring at us. Oh my um, God, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo, and I was by, I went to get, pants, bro. <laughs> no, I mean, I've seen him before, but this motherfucker was extra comfortable. Like I didn't think he was going to be ready to jump in the pool with us and shit. And I had gone to the car to my trunk to get something the first night. There's like five of them just loitering in in the street and like one on one. I'm not uh, nervous at all. Like I'll kick the shit out of a coyote, but in a pack, like I don't know yeah, yeah, how yeah. hungry they're, they are. Yeah, this is like a Bruce Lee thing where you can do one at a time. Like they're <laughs> yeah. all coming for you at once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And I was like, wow, these motherfuckers didn't disclose this at all. That's, this- actually, that's my next question. Like, there wasn't like, hey, please be mindful of like the wildlife activity after a certain time or anything. Mm-mm. And imagine if you had like a, a three-year-old and you just had your your focus off of him or her for a few minutes. Like, the coyote could easily snatch a, a child. Um, and I thought that was super dangerous. So we basically compiled a list of complaints yeah, you um, have to, bro. At that point, right. it's not if it's not one thing. If it's like three or four, you have mm-hmm. to, bro. Like, yeah, right. And it started off because we got there. There was leaves in the pool. Uh, the pool didn't heat the next day. They they claimed it was too cold, and I'm like, well, you should have fucking told me when I asked you about paying to heat the pool. Like, yeah. hey, it's cold. It probably won't happen. So a lot of things like that. Uh, tried to get a refund. She didn't budge, went through Airbnb support, which is notoriously bad. But fortunately, she violated the location policy because they listed it as Calabasas and it was 15 minutes away in Woodland Hill. So we ended up getting a grand back. So, fuck. Oh, nice, dude. Very nice. Good for you, bro. Because, yeah, normally that doesn't happen. It's like, well, um, either credits to some other Airbnb thing or just like, hey, tough luck kind of a thing. So, Mm -hmm. good for you, bro. But again, all that stuff didn't. Was a detriment to the overall experience. You guys still had a good time there. Yeah, it was, it was still a great like, time. It was just like, damn, we spent as much and you yeah. failed to meet these things. Yeah, because there's no way that thing was going to be cheap, especially during the holidays, right? So, like, right. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you with that. Um, yeah, the coyote thing's wild, bro. I wish I had my like <laughs> bigger computer up so I can go, like, I do. I, I've never yeah. seen a coyote. Let me just Google this. Right oh, now. I can send you a video of it too because I took oh, it. Oh, please. Like, if I please. die. But I'm trying to see right now what a coyote looks like. Dude, this is not like a... Cause I know that's a very common thing in like... Um, in a, Oh, bro, it's like a wolf. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, these ones, they're crazy. And they probably got rabies and shit too. So a coyote is like almost between a mix of like a wolf and a fox. Basically. And they will... They're... Uh, what's 
the phrase. And what they know is Tori, they're bold. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're 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 courageous. They're like willing yeah. to they'll fuck around with you. I got mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Cause I know I remember when I went um when I came to when we you and I did Coachella back in the day, um I went to Napa and we went on hikes. And I remember like Billy being like, bro, like there might be coyotes at night, like just take it easy. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Like a little <laughs> little a little cat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're also tall as hell. So even if, if you put your hands up, like you'll look like Yeah, they see they say that, bro. But also, I'm not trying to be in that situation that, like, you know, what if I don't put my hands up high enough? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And now it's like a, yeah, yeah, that's wild, <laughs> dog. Um, yeah, literally, no, good for literally you. wild, no, dog. Wild, wild. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But all good. You guys do karaoke? Uh, did we? Uh, yeah, we did briefly, actually. Okay, because I know that's yeah. your thing. Like, that's your, uh, mm-hmm. that's your, your stuff. So, nice. yeah. Pretty cool, bro. For uh, for me, the holidays were great, dude. Um, definitely a lot of over drinking, so I'm I'm grateful for a dry January. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna do like probably very close to dry a lot of months leading up to the wedding. Wedding, regardless, I just feel better, like, and I don't have like a brain fog. Because um, do a mixture of like being out of work, nonstop drinking, nonstop eating. You're just like, bro, what day is it? And then we went back to work on Tuesday, and I was like, what? Like, I didn't, it was just like, dude, last week was like a waste, bro. And I, and I feel bad because everyone was like, all right, we're back. Let's get after. And everyone's just like, yeah, whatever, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, <laughs> next week is the real week, um, yeah. which is this week. But yeah, I mean, the holidays were great. We had just a lot of drinking, a lot of quality time with the fiance, which, which was nice. We had some friends fly in from New York to Miami. We got a boat on New Year's Eve Eve. So that was a vibe. Um, it was a different vibe. I'd never been on a boat, like, and actually it being, like, chilly, you know? So, like, we're all yeah, wearing yeah. sweaters and pants, whereas normally the vibe is, yo, we're sweating balls and let's jump in the water because it's so hot. Like, this was, like, a different, like, everyone stay on the boat, but let's drink and talk and just, you know, get to know each other before. the. It was always, like, a mini, it was, like, a pre-wedding hangout because all those guys are going to be at the wedding so that was cool yeah that looked fun dude so much fun bro like the sunset was lit um did no one got drunk which is weird too like you i you expect someone to be like wasted because like (laughs) i realized like i think boat time everything just moves slower like Mm. bro like we were drinking shots everything deep and i'm like bro only 40 minutes have gone by since we left the port you know, what I, mean? I think there's just like this, like, you know, what are we going to do for four hours? We got to get our money's worth kind of a thing. But uh, yeah. luckily no one got drunk or stupid. And then on New Year's Eve day, um, I did a 10 mile run to end the year, which is nice. And nice. then I, um, Gina and I went to our favorite local, I mean, I want to say mom and pop. It's like a franchise sushi spot that we love. And then we were there till 1030, came home, ball drop. And then dude, we were asleep by 1225, bro. Like, it was just, like, honestly, probably the earliest I've ever gone to bed on New Year's Eve, which was nice, because um, I was back in New York. We're up till 4 or 5 in the morning, and it's just like, bro, like, you're going to wake up the next day feeling like shit. Like, I didn't want that. So, no, man, the holidays were great, bro. The holidays were really good, and I just did my uh, my first half marathon. I actually have this shit here. Yes, sir. Yeah, congrats. So, yeah, bro, that was uh, that was a nice experience. And then uh, in three weeks, God willing, I'll be uh, completing a full marathon, bro. So just like getting back to like the whole fitness and just routine, bro. Because it's it's 
again, it sounds so old, but I feel like when we get to this young 30s, mid 30s, it's like, dude, the routine is such a nice, peaceful way to like live your life, right? Like, again, you can have moments where it's like crazy and fun, blah, blah, blah. But there's a nice thing of like waking up in your bed every day and like you just knowing what's going to happen. Bro. I'm sure you had fun at the, at the Airbnb. I always have fun at my aunt's house or where I'm visiting friends. But after a while, like you're fully aware you're not in your house. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, man, like this is great, but I want to be in my own bed. I want to yeah. be able to not make the bed if I don't want to make the bed and not have this like pressure. You know what I mean? Just like little things like yeah. that. Yeah. No, I'm definitely uh, a creature of habit and routine, you could say. Um, and yeah, it's just peaceful. I think when you're young, you kind of feel this internal pressure to want to be out and about and like do everything. And I think as I get older, uh, that mindset kind of stresses me out. Um, if I'm doing it too frequently, especially during the, yes. these holidays, cause pretty much every day I had plans to like meet up with one friend or do something. And towards Bro. the end, I was like, damn, I, I just want to like lie down and do absolutely nothing for a few days. Bro, I would say definitely for me as well. Like the, Cause it was like essentially two weeks, right? So the, the second week leading up to New Year's Eve, bro, every day or every night was, hey, all right, I'm gonna meet my boy tonight. I'm gonna meet my other two boys the night after. Me and Gina have plans, and we're gonna meet. Like it's like, bro, like in what world would I ever go out six nights in a row drinking? Like that just doesn't happen anymore, right? It's like, oh, but it's the holidays. Who cares? It's like, bro, my body, my body is <laughs> shutting down. Like, <laughs> so, but we survived, bro. So what? Um, let the people know what are you like. Uh, for January, what's like, are you doing any kind of cleanse at all? Just to get your uh, mind right, spirit right, body right? Uh, so I'm doing, uh, I guess I'll call it a semi-dry January. Um, unfortunately, this year, there's just like a couple events to where I don't want to abstain. Um, mainly because one, I don't even think I have a problem. But two, Correct. Yeah. Uh, it, I'd rather just like extend it into February if I'm going to make an exception here or there. I think that's where I kind of want to be long-term though. I don't want it to be this don't drink for 30 days or 31 days and then go ham. I want it to be like, if I don't need to drink, then I'm not going to There's no need to. Yeah. So like I have a couple work meetings where I'm out of town, which is like somewhat rare. So like, you know, it'd be nice to have a drink, but I'm going to abstain from beer specifically. Uh, regardless and then no hookah this month oh nice um, you. and then i think oh instagram i'm like trying my best to to not be on like at all this month um obviously i'll pop in here and there but uh besides that i think those are the only things i'm abstaining from that i can think of um yeah those are like my only guilty pleasures you could say yeah, same. For me, it's just the alcohol, dude. So, like, I mean, that one has been easier because I went, like, the whole summer without drinking for almost four months. So, um, but I guess this will be, like, a semi-dry. I mean, it's a full dry January for me. The only time I'm going to give in is uh, if I complete the race. Um, well, regardless of how I do the race, I'm sure I'm going to complete it. But um, that's January 28th. So, like, dude, I've been training for this fucking race for four and a half months. Like, bro, like, yeah. we're going to... We're going to go to brunch. We're going to do the whole thing. Like, we're going to have a good time afterwards, yeah. right? So, no, you deserve that for uh, sure. Bro, I, dude, I'm telling you, like, you, you, I started doing these longer runs. Like, uh, I actually did a pretty good time in the um, in the uh, the half marathon. Um, but, bro, you out there for so long, you're like, bro, 
this is a long fucking exercise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like people post on the gram, like, yo, 30 minute cardio, get killed. I'm like, bro, I'm out here running for two, three hours. Dog. I know. <laughs> That's why I don't understand how my boy Moon did like the hundred mile one. I'm like, I, I think you, once you do the, the regular marathon, I think you've done more than the average human being. You don't have to do more than that. So that one is like what it's over. It's like what? marathons over consistent days like you just sleep do it again sleep do it again or is it like no, a it's, bike no it's like you fucking running to miami or orlando or whatever like straight up there's no sleep no no sleep like you're just running the oh miles. shit that's yeah. wild bro okay yeah. i didn't i thought it was like like the tour de france where it's like all right there's a limit for the day you sleep and then you go after it no. get back after the next day no it's just straight up all dude, no wonder my man's feet were like, yeah. Fuck shit. <laughs> I know. I thought he was gonna have to amputate that shit. I was like, bro, that makes way more no. sense now because I was like, dog, what the fuck was this? Fuck, <laughs> and that makes what, well, yeah, no, but hope, yeah, the, the full marathon, and then I'm hoping that becomes like a trend because, again, regardless of you know it being a long experience, um, I do appreciate not even like the mental clarity I get from it, but it's just like a moment of like, yo. I can if I can do this, there's really not much else I can't do, right? Mm. And then just because I feel like people try to minimize like, oh, you can do that, but it's like a it's a physical toll and a physical task, which is easier. I'm like, bro, I don't think nothing's easy about fucking waking up at 5 a.m. Yeah, running every single day. So like if you could have those habits, imagine if you dedicated like an hour of that to something, another project, mm-hmm. right? So I think that is what excites me. So I'm like. All right, bro, I dedicated five months to this. Imagine if I dedicate six months to just every day for an hour, just like brainstorm an idea, right? So yeah. stuff like that kind of excites me. Dude, for the pod, right? We were talking about like, what we would do differently for the podcast. So like stuff like that, I'm like, bro, if I can do that, you know, which is a physical toll, which is fucking me up. Imagine if what I can do that can actually help me make money or whatever. So I think that's the part that uh, excites me about making this like a consistent right. thing. I'm glad you brought that up. So since this is a music pod what do you listen to music when you do these runs and if so only if thing not why not to. okay only th- yeah dude th- 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 so i didn't time it well so i think that's what's gonna have to be better for the full marathon so i had a great when you guys came over you and your brother and i was playing the andre power boiler room in london set mm, yeah, so that, yeah. that got me through the first set great but then i kind of it was only an hour and a half and i did i completed i knew i was gonna comp- complete the um the race in two hours. So I'm like, bro, I got to find another 45 minute set somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I was scrambling on the run. And I'm just like, so do I ended up playing, um, first person shooter four times in a row. <laughs> nice. Then I had to go to fuck you mean five times in a row. And then I ended it with uh, young thug and Drake. Oh, you went in twice mm-hmm. to end the race. But it's like, bro, I can't be like, I, I, I shouldn't have to worry about the music on the race, though. So I, it's, right, it's right. better to have either a playlist created by me or a, a set that I love in general. So I think I'm going to do a mixture of both. Nice. No, that, that makes sense. I think someone else told me they, for some reason, don't listen to music because it causes them to think about how much time is left or something along those lines, which I didn't fully understand. But I guess it depends on, like, how focused, like if music adds to your focus or takes away. I mean, dude, I feel for me, music is like a beautiful distraction, bro. Like I do, like honestly, if I wasn't, dude, cause I was like rapping along, moving my hands, like mm-hmm. doing a bunch. And I'm like, bro, like I need this. Otherwise yeah, yeah. 
this run is gonna be miserable, bro. Right. Like miserable. Like, dude, when there's times where like I'm running and like you can see that you can feel like yo, know, one ear is not really connected, and it's like one head. I'm like, bro, like I can't. Let me just drive back home. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready to give up. So no, yeah. bro. If I don't have music, there's no way. Like I've done small jogs, listening to podcasts, like recovery right. runs for 25 minutes, and that's fine. But like, dude, any like intense running, if I don't have music, bro, it's 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 I might as well give up, bro, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna finish, right? I'm gonna yeah. lose the desire to do it. So um but yeah, man, it was a it was a good time, man. But uh definitely excited to get back to it. Um yeah, no, dude, it was a good run. Uh I think it got me back and I was able to get all the alcohol out of me pretty quickly. I appreciated that. So yeah, man, let's have a, a great 2024. So kicking us off, what is this episode one? 63 dude episode 163 i think we officially started the pod the summer of 2019 and now we're going on winter 2024 bro so mm-hmm. regardless of what happens this year i appreciate always linking up with you uh, i don't know if i told you this via text i'll say it now on the pod i think gina my fiance was asking me like oh like what's the plan for the podcast blah 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 this year and i was like oh we obviously we're gonna try new things different angles or, you know, different stuff to make our sticks, uh, you know, just pop off more. Um, but I was like, bro, worst case scenario, like in what other situation do I get to speak to my best friend for an hour a day, every single week. Right. So it's like, like, that's like a level of like intimacy that I don't think most people understand. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't don't even know if we understand it properly. Cause if you take a step back, you're like, holy shit, bro. Like, I don't think I talked obviously besides my fiance, like, I don't think I talk to any family member, any friend for an hour fully every every week. Like, yeah. that is wild. Yeah. Like, and, gotta- and, like, specifically covering the bases, not only life, but random current events as well. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I'll tell you, there's going to be, like, a moment, the next fucking pandemic... Hopefully it's seven years from now. It's going to be 70 years from now, whatever. But, bro, there's going to be a moment where we just have, like, time. And we'll just go back and look at old videos and be like, bro, one, how young we looked. And the shit we were saying like, that we had no <laughs> idea about. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Again, regardless, I'm super excited that we're doing another year of this, man. So let's have a, a great kickoff. So moving forward, though, before we, we got to look back at least one more time. What are a couple trends in music that you hope do not follow us into 2024? Um, I think for me, top of mind would be lazy sampling. Um, I'm just so That's been a big topic, especially Mm -hmm. going, because I I don't know, I think, I don't know your initial reaction, but I think we both kind of like the snippet of the Everybody um, song. Oh, but uh, Kanye? Yeah, but I think a lot of people are actually saying that they, they, not a lot of people, Rosenberg, Paul Rosenberg is probably one of the most vocal people of how lazy it is. So what's your reasoning behind why you don't want to see that sampling moving forward? I actually liked, and I was going to say, I think Kanye's, sampling is uh like the blueprint for how to do it i did hear the everybody song um granted it wasn't mastered but i still think that kanye and ty did something very different to where it okay, didn't nice. feel like a ripoff um obviously the chorus is pretty much the same but like in any case you don't feel like you're listening to the same song i think when when we look at tiktok especially a lot of these uh, artists are kind of just taking the song, speeding it up or slowing it down, having someone else sing the hook, and then they kind of do like some cute 
play on words with with the verse and whatever and then just release it and then it's cool for like two weeks and it's yeah to me that's just not it's lazy it works on tiktok and it's fun and it works especially because these like 12 year olds you know if they haven't heard drop it like it's hot or whatever like Blows you their mind. Just, yeah you can just do all this shit and um get some likes and and clicks but i think in general uh lazy sampling is something that it's kind of like uh the equivalent of hollywood doing sequels and live action remakes and all mm. this stuff it's just an easy safe way to to get on and I, I don't appreciate it um and then outside of that i would have to say just long ass albums i'm pretty sure it's not going to change just because yeah that one i will hope that the numbers game though. yeah like yeah. they're just gonna throw 50 songs out there well not 50 but like 25 you pick the five you like and they just get a ton of streams they'll add old songs that weren't even supposed to be on the album so they can get those streams so i think that's what bothers me too is i feel like it just waters down the quality yeah i feel like that one's gonna be harder um especially for like the newer artists who are just trying to get on i feel like i don't know even drake does it right but I, dude even kendrick fucking did it to be honest bro like his shit was mm-hmm. so like that was so many <laughs> songs i feel like jake cole did a good job of like just giving us like the 15 that he believed in but i would say for the most part bro that was i feel like unfortunately gonna haunt us going into 2024 but the sampling i agree with you bro like it just seems lazy like it just seems like um dude even like the Nicki minaj one that i know is a hit we even used the sound a couple times on tiktok i think that one is also called is it everybody or everything Something like that, but sorry about who? Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Um, I feel like that was a like uh, everybody with Uzi Vert. Yes, yeah, everybody, uh, yeah. But like that, but that song when you hear it, you, it is a '90s song, right? Like it mm-hmm. is. It doesn't oh, yeah, feel lazy. One. It doesn't feel yeah, lazy, yeah. but it's like, bro, like. I don't know if it's because you and I have just been in love with music for so long that these things are just coming full circle and we're like, bro, why am I catching this again? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like when we heard like Kanye samples when we were in our early or, or mid-teens or early 20s, we never heard the original, mm-hmm. right? So when we heard the original afterwards, it's like, oh, dude, that's sick that he sampled that. But it's like, bro, when we know the original was only 15, 17 years ago, and yeah. you're already giving it to us again. And we're like, bro, like, no, man, like that's not right. fair. Like, I already gave my love to this song. I don't want to give my love to it again. So it's not that it's bad. It's just like, yeah, it just it just comes off very lazy. It's like, it's like, even for them though, right? It's like, oh, what was it hit when I was a kid? Let's do that again. It's like, bro, there's there's it doesn't seem very um creative at all. Like it doesn't seem creative. Right. But I think it's even worse when the the chorus is pretty much the same because that's usually the highlight of the song. So like with Jack Harlow's song, um, First Class, um, while that song does definitely bump, like it sounds a lot better when I'm like in outside, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, the chorus is still pretty much the same. So you don't really feel like you're getting something brand new. And I think Kanye, nine times out of 10, like the chorus, like sometimes you can't even tell what the song is originally. and even if it's not like the chorus, even if you do know what the song is, the chorus is usually completely different. Like, it just makes it more refreshing. I agree. That's why I, you know, I haven't listened to the um, the unmastered version of Vultures, which 
do you know what it's what it meant to come out this month or next month i think at so. some point i yeah, definitely don't recommend point. trying to listen to it because it was painful and i'm like i know this will sound really good once it's mastered but i mean to its credit though you still said it the idea of it sounded good though right mm-hmm. like it's just yeah. the actual like editing of the beats right. or whatever just wasn't up to par yet yep yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that once you told me that, I was like, bro, I feel like I don't want to listen to it. And also, dude, there's like this weird thing for me. Like, I, I hate listening to shit for the first time on YouTube. Because I'm like, bro, like, what if I get a message and it just like, cha- I don't know, man. It just changes the flow of me listening to a song. So I prefer yeah. like to listen to like on Apple Music or Spotify. But I feel you. Um, all right, man. For me, what trends do I want to leave in 2023? And I should have wrote this down because I was you writing it down. It's like, oh, I'm not going to forget. Ah, oh, man. So what trends? What trends? You said a good one was the laziness of the beats. Man, I don't think that was going to be mine. Damn, bro. I should have wrote this shit down. Shame on me, bro. It wasn't going to be the um, the laziness of the beats. Was gonna, it was not going to be mine. It wasn't going to be um, female rappers. I actually appreciate how far they come in 2023. Damn, bro, what was mine going to be? We might have to come back to me on that one, bro, because I feel like I, I should have just wrote it down. I, I, I was literally halfway. I'm like, oh, but just to give you guys behind the scenes, me and Blair and I share notes. So I didn't want to write something and it's like, like, like I'm giving the, you like. Yeah, it's not a surprise like, anymore. Yeah, I didn't want you to surprise yeah. you with like, what I was going to say. So I was like, right, let me, I, won't remember, I, won't, I won't forget. But uh, uh-huh. damn, what was the music trend to leave in 2023, bro? I fucking had this at the tip of my tongue, bro. Oh, man. Bro, what the fuck? I mean, one specifically, 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 I think it is going to be the overall, like, um, I think we alluded to that with the Drake stuff in one of our last few episodes. I think it's the inviting of violence to music, right? And again, I feel like this is a massive leap to take that hip-hop is just going to stop being a violent um, genre, right? Because that's not realistic of the people who first initially get into hip-hop either the people listening to it or the people actually giving us the the content of the music. But I wish there was a more uh, clear effort by major artists to just refrain slightly from inviting the violence in their music, right? Like, I think Mm -hmm. we've both said, like, bro, like, Drake is saying certain things in these songs. It's like, bro, like, you don't believe that. Like, there's no way you're doing these things, bro. And I know. And I just feel like there's, like, this... It's going to keep that cloud over hip-hop if we keep having these upper echelon, upper echelon artists talking about shit like that. Mm-hmm. No, I love that one. And it actually reminds me because there's this artist, I think her name's Dina Ayata or something, but super young, 19, Moroccan. You could consider her sound similar to like female Uzi. Um, okay. But definitely not like about that life or anything, but she posts a lot of YouTube shorts of her, like kind of like what I do from time to time of her like rapping one of her verses and i noticed one of her bars was like something about the ops and like um you know sliding on them and stuff but i know it was metaphorical like obviously she wasn't literally talking about doing that but in my head i'm like now everyone feels pressured to like have ops and slide on mm-hmm. them and pull up and and i'm just like i don't want it to get to that point to where like everything has to be so confrontational and and I have haters, I'm gonna kill them, and all this stuff. Like, can we get back to being like vulnerable and, and other things, you know? Uh, yeah, dude, 100%. Man, like, I was listening to, I think there were, there was something that happened on like, uh, I think the that website from back in the day, Dat Piff, got like, got like, um, 
I don't know, they hacked into their mainframe or something, and like uh, I think Complex was just sharing all like the the Dat Piff gems, right? And I, I remember when I discovered Mike Posner back in the day, bro. He wasn't talking about killing anybody, you know what I mean? Even like a young, uh, big, uh, big Sean wasn't. Like, I feel like it's just like a weird thing where like it's just trendy, bro. And I just mm-hmm. feel like it's been super trendy since like Drill took over in a big way. Right. And I just feel like it's like we're hearing it from rappers now that we're like, bro, you're so huge status wise. Like, why do you feel even the need? Or maybe it's like they feel so comfortable they, they can do no wrong. But it's just like it's weird, bro. Because, yeah, like, you have up and coming artists that have no affiliation to that life whatsoever that now feel the need like, oh, well, no one's going to listen to me if I don't give them something familiar. And it's like, bro, we don't want familiar. We want you just to sound good. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need you to fucking sound like every other rapper who's talking about the ops or you know the bodies they have it's like bro like no you like if you do like why are you like why are you rapping about it right like let's let's avoid a fucking rico case yeah yeah it's it's strange to me um i mean i get it like if the popular kids are doing something even when i'm writing lyrics sometimes i'll catch myself like wanting to do something i'm like well i don't have to just because the five people i look up to right now are all saying the same shit like you're allowed to stray away from that yeah yeah no for sure so i think that would be one man if i can give one more dude i feel like it was gonna be along the lines of like tiktok like and just like artists like not making music for that like like, i feel like it's just a you can tell the songs that are just being made for that Mm -hmm. platform right and i really think it may be like the bigger thing that I don't want to see carry to 2023 is like, bro, stop giving us snippets. Like, stop. Like, drop the single, drop the app. Yo, that's what it's gonna be. That's what it was, bro. Nice. The snippets. Nice. Okay. You know why? Perfect. Because Playboy Cardi's um, dude, he he I guess he's sampling some like famous fucking like song. And people are like ready to lose their mind when he drops this. I'm like, bro, like. This is like Jack Harlow all over again. Like, bro, like, don't give us snippets, bro. Just drop the fucking song and then let us create our own judgment from then, bro. Because I feel like we're going into these songs so excited. And then the moment it's not that level, almost like to your point about the sample, right? If it's not to what the other previous song was or what we think this snippet sounds like, we're like, oh, this is trash. And it's not trash. It's just like not what we thought. So... Right. I would really prefer if artists just stop either drop, give us a single, give us a normal rollout, but bro, stop with the fucking snippets, bro. The snippets, I feel, do more harm than good for the actual body of work, the way we consume it. Right. I agree. I think the issue is, um, unless you're like a Drake or Kanye, you kind of unfortunately have to market it like months at least weeks before the the release if you want to if you want it to like get a lot of pre-saves and build hype and stuff but i think listeners or consumers like you and i do get sick of hearing the same 10 seconds over and over and over if the snippet does catch on which is part of the reason why like i don't even really like doing tiktok anymore for like my own stuff uh, i think it's different when it's a podcast cuz you're taking bits and yeah, showing yeah, yeah. people content but like with music if it's the same you know, two, five second snippets over and over by the time it's out. I'm like, damn, this doesn't really move me at much. I feel move me as much. I feel like I've maybe not only heard the whole song, but heard the best part of the song too. Best. Correct. Correct. So my thing is like, I get your point, right? Like if it's like, um, 
not an Uzi because Uzi's fucking huge now, but like any artist, bro, like a middle tier artist, right? Like a gunner or something. Like I feel like you can still drop a single, right? And then that you can drop another single. That could like your rollout to the album. Like I don't know. I feel like snippets are very much a more recent, and I say recent, like last two or three years because of what TikTok can do if a snippet goes viral, right? And I get it. Like it's just you're getting money off that, but it's like, man, like bro, like. It creates such un I don't want to say unnecessary hype, but an unrealistic hype. So when the song finally drops, you're like, bro, fuck out of here. This is like, I heard this whole shit a, a month ago, two months yeah. ago. Like, you're not surprising me anymore. So I think that's the the frustrating part that I hope, I hope we leave it in 23, 2023. But again, from the things I've already seen online in fucking eight days, bro, <laughs> I don't think I yeah. think all these things we hate are gonna follow yeah. us into this year. No, all of our our dreams will never come true when it comes to the music landscape changing. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm afraid that everything that we hate in 2023 is going to follow us into this year, but it is what it is. Um, your gut feeling, though, and I know we mentioned this last week on the pod, but your gut feeling, knowing that we have Vultures that still needs to fully drop, knowing that we have a Playboy Cardi album that, again, I, I think there's there seems to be more love to, for Playboy in the masses more recently. Mm-hmm. Um but your thoughts on your gut feeling on how you think music wise, like how what this year is going to end? You think it's going to be like a ten, a nine? Like how do you feel we're going to we're gonna, the the content we're going to get this year? What what's your gut feeling going into the year? Um, man, that's a good question. Um, honestly, I, I think my gut feeling says it's it's not going to be much different than twenty twenty three. I think Vultures and Cardi, and if you know, Rocky drops. I think it'll help like average out the, the bad or, you know, lack of compelling content. Um, but again, like no matter how good an album is, it, it's, it can't carry you for like the entire year. Right. Like, yeah, we thought that cause we, we got a handful of really good albums mm-hmm. last year and it just didn't, yeah. It didn't yeah. push us through saying, Oh my God, what a year. Yeah. Right. So I think it'll, it'll be still somewhat lackluster. Um, and I think it's you think just that's more like, because of the main people, like there's just not enough main people that are dropping, or is it do you not think there's a good like pipeline of quality artists coming through? I would say the latter. I think the main people who would drop have already dropped uh, a lot of content last year. I think there's just I know, less yeah, we focus. can't keep giving you an album every five exactly. months. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. And there's less focus on albums. So yeah, you might get a single, a cool single from Drake or J. Cole here and there. But again, it's one or two songs. And after a few weeks, no one really gives a shit anymore. So I think a lot of effort is going to... I feel like we're now in this point in, in time where we have to do even more work to discover new artists. And yeah. I tried doing it and it's, it's really disappointing. Like even the playlists that are supposedly like fresh artists yeah you know you would think someone like me or whoever might get a chance to be on they're like already c-list uh uh rappers and shit i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. where am i supposed to find these hidden gems at this point i think there's even a fucking instagram for hidden gems and even that shit is like artists yeah those guys have millions of followers yeah yeah, yeah. i remember i think i told you when i I think it's, it's actually might be our song we might change it at the wedding but when gene and i came across um Ali Gotti at um, Coachella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is like a small venue. Like, we, he's at a small tent. I'm like, oh, bro, this guy probably has like, let me hit him up or whatever. And I'm like, bro, this guy has 
1.3 million followers is signed to <laughs> the weekend's manager. I'm like, bro, what? And I've yeah. never heard of you before. You know what I mean? Like that's no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like my gut feeling, bro, my gut is telling me it can't be much worse, right? So I know that's a very no, low bar to set, but I don't think it can be much worse than how last year felt. Like, again, in hindsight, you can say, hey, you got a Tyler Credit Deluxe. You got a little Yachty album that made him sound different to you. You got multiple Drake projects. Yeah, I get that. But as a whole the year sucked in music, right? So I would say, man, I feel like it can't get much worse than that. I hope that these trial cases are over and rappers that are locked up or rappers that are afraid to put out certain music because they don't want to get locked up. I hope that kind of dies down, that in some shape or form that we get a above average music year when it comes to hip hop, right? Because to your point, it's getting exhausting to look for these artists, right? But then, dude, it's also seeming more convenient to change genre, if I'm being perfectly yeah. honest. Like, I yep. see myself listening to more other genres recently than to hip-hop. Because I'm just like, bro, I can't... That's what, dude, honestly, like, when you asked me, like, my frustration on my run was like, bro, I can't keep listening to the same shit over and over again, dog. <laughs> like, like, I was going to play the entire uh, for, the, for All the Dogs album. And by like song five, and I love that fucking, but I've just heard it so many times. I'm like, nah, bro, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this. So yeah, yeah I, I think I'm seeing myself leaning towards genre changing as far as like, obviously hip hop is at the core of everything, but just being okay with like going a month without fucking looking for new music, bro. Because yeah, yeah man, it's just, yeah, it's been, dude, I would say these last two years have been highly disappointing. And I think what's tricky is, uh, and I, I've been seeing so many videos about hip hop and whether it's dying or not, I think the consensus is it's not dying. It's just like insanely difficult to find new music that you actually like. And a lot of people are, I think a lot of streaming came from older music, if I'm not mistaken this year or sorry, last year, um, which makes sense. Cause I mean, every other episode, it seemed like you and I were like, yeah, we went back to this artist from 2002 yeah. or whatever. And I think for it, it just really kind of boils down to the limited time we have. Um, we don't have all the time in the world to find these new artists. And I know for myself, even what's kind of unfortunate is even if I do hear a new song from an artist I've never heard of, it's kind of like hard to get invested in the rest of their catalog and who they are and stuff. Because there's just so much music out there. And if there's not like a community already built around it, it like, I don't really have an incentive to be like, all right, let me see when he's performing and go to his right. YouTube to look at his interviews. Like, it, it's it's really tough. Dude, what you said triggered something that I'm, I'm going to say now so I don't forget. The other item that I was going to say, so it was a snippet for sure, was one of my leave it in 2023. The mm -hmm. other item was, bro, these guys need to stop hopping on every, like, on each other's songs. Like, like we need to stop that shit because yeah. I think you brought it up like a few months ago. Like, bro, these albums are all trying to sound this are starting to sound the same, mm -hmm. right? There's no variety in a 21 Savage album to a Drake album at times to because like, bro, like yeah. it's the same fucking features. So yeah. like, just come Great out point. with a fucking super group and just give us a super group album every time because that's what we're getting from you people. So it's like, yeah. I would say that trend. Dude, like, just to have, like, your own... Like, if it's your album, bro, like, make this shit your own. Like, 
I remember when Kanye dropped the graduation and he only had two features, mm-hmm. T-Pain and Lil Wayne. And he, they asked him, like, why did you have those? Like, oh, Can you have Paul sound. Not on the graduation. Oh, maybe the graduation was the one with like um, this is the Josh good life. Was the different album, I think, right? I think it was a different album. Yeah, correct. I could be wrong though, but I know specifically again. But Paul, think about it. Even if it say it was that album, Paul Wall it was, was late registration. Every, okay, but even if it was, Paul Wall is not on everyone's album or mm-hmm. songs, right? So it still would be unique. But I remember he was saying the only reason he had T Pain and Little Wayne was to say, hey, they were the clear sound of that era. So when anyone listens to this album ten years from now. Sure, that's fine. But bro, these guys now on every album, it's the same eight guys, right? Like even again, we talk about Travis, we love him and Utopia. Bro, you knew who the fuck was good. That's why those that uh Tenzo touchdown was a nice, like I'll do it. at least it's a different sound, right? Because it's not the same fucking people, but you're waiting for the Drake feature, you're waiting for a little baby feature. Like, bro, like come on, dude. Like, this isn't I, I came here to hear you. So I would just say I would love this year. And we'll get into it in a second. We're gonna, I mean, 20 apparently 21 Savage dropping an album this Friday. But yeah, I would just love to get an album, a body of work from an artist that we consider top upper echelon. And it's not like, all right, I already know that I'm gonna have a Drake feature, a little baby feature, a young, a young thug feature. I'm like, bro, like, then what's the point, dog? Like, yeah. So something I would say I, I hope we leave that in the uh, in the past. No, that's an amazing point, and I know it'll at some point segue into our next combo, but I am really, it's disappointing that these artists are so massive and have the ability to literally work with pretty much anyone they want. Anyone, be anyone from Bieber to, to fucking bad bunny to Vince Staples or well, maybe not Vince Staples. Cause I know he's like very uh, particular on what he wants to do, but you get the point. Like you can, change the sound and make something creative and when you work with bro, the bro, same six dude, people dude on the boat this is a great fucking point dude on the boat we played the licky Lucky song with drake right the one that he mm-hmm. sampled her and like it felt like a feature but obviously it wasn't it was just yeah. him like rapping over it but bro if you go back to so far gone and if i told you bro close to well that shit came out like in 20 2009 bro like something like that, so if i told you 15 16 years later this guy is going to sound like what he does now. You'd be like, you're fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Bro, because that so far gone was just a rapper at his core taking risks, bro. You had the hardcore rap shit, but then you had like indie rock, pop shit. You're like, bro, just risk. And bro, no one takes risks now, bro. Like, like to your point, artists that you think would be taking massive risks don't take risks anymore. Besides like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I would say rappers like, I think Tyler and like now Yachty for sure. But... Bro, no one else is taking, bro. It's like, oh, I'm dropping an album. Let me get my seven dudes. I always have my shit. And I'm going to have the same producers. going to sound the same. It's like, bro, then we could have just listened to your old shit if you're going to keep dropping this. So Yeah, that's it too. Is like the, the production is so similar. So I don't necessarily blame it only on... Oh, I, I, I will blame the artist for only working with specific producers and it's crazy because every now and then we get like alchemists to do a beat for someone and then they kind of have no choice but to switch things up so i'm like imagine if you do that like four or five times on an album have an alchemist have a metro Boomin, have a dj mustard have a hit boy and then now Bro, I feel that's like, like back in the, the day back in the day i mean this could have been like just like the early 2000s which is a different time but i remember like yo like 
from what I was saw in documentaries, is like they would just send the artist the beats, mm-hmm. and then the artist is just picking what he likes as of, or she was what they like, as opposed to like, oh, if if this is my, I'm only working with Metro Boomin. It's like, no, bro, work with whoever the fuck sent you the beat, and you feel like move yeah. to make a song on it, bro. Like right. you can still have the album sound cohesive with like ten different producers if there's a story being told from track one through ten. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it just sounds so repetitive, bro. Again, I not this last Gunna album, but bro, there's other Gunna albums that I'm like, bro, this shit just sounds the same. Dog. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like track, like put it on shuffle. It doesn't make a difference, right? It, it mm-hmm. could just sound like one long song. So, right. I would just say that, man. I would just, I, I just really hope that there's more variety and risk taking because, bro, regardless, I think these last couple of years have proven like we're gonna keep checking in. The fans aren't going anywhere. So you might as well try some different shit, right? Like what's, if not, like why not, right? Not now, then what? Exactly. And I, I think, yeah, the, the the production is, in my opinion, one of the easier ways to force yourself to do something mm. more uh, creatively. And I feel like that is something that definitely needs to to change. We know Metro Boomin's perfectly capable of making Correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're just saying that, his name but, because he's like the producer top. Like, I think he can right. make anything. But I'm saying there's these producers that seem very limited to a sound. Exactly. These artists just keep going back to that because they feel like they think that's like the the easy formula for them. So 100. That's uh, a little bit concerning. But uh, we'll move right along here. So, um, all right. So I, I I don't know if you saw it. So there's a 21 Savage film and soundtrack dropping on Friday. I think it's called what the story of Twenty One Savage. Yeah, the American Dream or something. The American, the Twenty One Savage story. Yeah, so pretty wild. Like, it's weird though because the commercials and trails I saw, like, I didn't know there's like a long ass video. Same. But like, apparently it's like a full feature film. So, yeah. yeah, So your thoughts, your, your idea on just that? Um, I thought the song was pretty cool. It was a speaking of um. Being a little different, I, I think the it was a nice change of pace for Twenty One Savage. Like mm. normally, he's just talking about catching bodies and everything. This one was a bit more uh, introspective. It seems I didn't fully listen to the lyrics because I was busy focusing on the visuals. Sure, yeah, kind of random. Um, I feel like this will either be really good or really bad, and I say that. Yeah, because- there's no in between. Hundred <laughs> <Yeah>. percent. <laughs> because the two actors, Childish Gambino and the guy from Stranger Things, I forget his name. Forgive me. Um, don't resemble 21 Savage in any way. But if this is kind of like um, like almost satirical in a way, then I think it could be go really well if it's not like mm. taken too seriously. But if it's like straight up a biopic and they're just playing him from child to adult, then it's going to, in my opinion, come across very corny, corny. and yeah, corny. try hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this has a very fun, which I think is why they probably are like, it's almost like a shock drop, right? Mm-hmm. I think if you give people too much time to think about this, they'll be like, wait, what the fuck am I getting excited for? Kind of yeah. a thing. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it, bro. Honestly, like, dude, I think 21 Savage isn't even 30 years old yet. But, bro, his life seems pretty wild, right? To come mm-hmm. from London, to be, to leave, to not be allowed back into the country until your late 20s. Like, the shit he's achieved financially. 31. 31. Okay, so like the shit he's done in 31 years seems pretty intense, right? So to see it played out in film seems pretty exciting. I'm, I'm excited about that. But yeah, I'm very curious. I think the 
Gambino part gives it a level of credibility, though, mm. that you kind of need to take it serious, right? Because I feel like yeah. Atlanta is a great example of like, yes, they're trying to be funny here, but there's a true meaning coming through in these shows if you truly pay attention, right? So mm. I do hope that there's going to be like, that's going to come through in whatever the fuck this is. Yeah, I think the Gambino is what gave me hope where I'm like, correct. this is going to, it's going to be... Co- funny but there's gonna be a lot of truth and yes like a serious underlying message that comes out of it hopefully we're right hopefully we're right is, are they, is it gonna be like a like a hulu thing or this is like a proper like independent theaters kind of a thing it's a good question um i would imagine it would i don't i definitely don't think it's gonna be in theaters because yeah that's a, no, bro, one's, no one's going to the movies now as it is bro oh, yeah. so I'm all like um so let's see it is well, I guess X doesn't let you look at anything unless you have an account. Um, it, trailer, Stranger Things, blah, blah, blah. Where will it be available? I think it's independent release. I can see it just being like yeah. on like a, a YouTube film or some shit um, that eventually Hulu, Hulu picks up. But yeah, again, again, that was a... Um, I mean, that was a shock drop that I think is again. I think it's a smart move to do it like this as opposed to like a full rollout that we think about for. Um, Wait, it says Independence Day. It's not going to be available till July fourth. Oh, is that for real? Yeah, July fourth. What the hell? What the hell? That's crazy. Then what the that, hell is the album? So is the album just dropping? How are you dropping a soundtrack seven months in advance? Yeah. Oh, you know what also made me not take it seriously was Drewski being like a goon. Oh, is he? Okay, I didn't see that. So hold yeah, on. Drewski says, was like punking him and shit. It was weird. So it says American Dream, the album Friday, but it's not saying when the movie is dropping. And you're saying what you're seeing right now, it's saying that it's dropping July 4th? Uh, Yeah, July 4th, the feature oh, wow. film. Well then, fuck us. Then this is wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck our take. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, okay, we'll see if the album's worth it. Um, so then, they probably they're probably saying that it's an it's an album inspired by real events in the movie. Probably. Probably. I mean, they have like the cross, like him getting tattooed with the cross, and all that stuff. So I feel like it. It's literally supposed to be a biopic, but maybe with like a funny yeah. twist to it or something. Damn, that's very interesting, dog. Yo, Independence Day seems wild, bro. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Yeah. And if it's that far out, do you think it's going to be in theaters? I would think so. This should better be a 10 out of 10 if I Yo, go, go like, to the theater for this. Yo, yeah. To get me to go to 21 Savage movie at an AMC or some shit, that shit better be fantastic. Well, it's going to be in theaters. Wow. Okay. Now I'm, I'm intrigued still. I'm intrigued. Confused more. I'm more confused than anything right now. (laughs) But because yeah, I don't. I would never drop a soundtrack to a movie seven months in advance. Mm -hmm. That seems weird, bro. You know, like yeah, that seems super fucking odd. But again, it's funny though because I feel like one of the things I said at the end of last year was like, I need the last Twenty One Savage. He's like, Well, here's a movie. (laughs) (laughs) But it is what it is, dude. Uh, All right, before we get into some music. Um, as far as like heat of the week, I do want to ask you your thoughts on the Cat Williams and Shannon Sharp interview that I think 
took the year by storm already. I think that Cat Williams, those memes and those videos of him on the interview are going to be like one of the things that define January of this year. So your thoughts though on yeah. the actual interview itself? Um, I mean, for one, I couldn't escape this interview, even though I was limiting my use of social yeah. media. So I was like, all right, I got to watch this. Um, so where did you hear about it first? Like, what was the thing that if you off on Instagram less, like where does uh, it, how does it come up in your, like, even like your, your atmosphere? Um, well, I'm definitely still on YouTube quite a bit. I didn't Understood. see the Shannon Sharp thing pop up, but I follow comment, uh, commentary channels and they of course brought it up and, when I hear the word exposed, I I kind of I'm kind of desensitized to it because I'm like that could be anything, um, and it doesn't even mean it's true. But sure. I was bored, took my time to to watch it. Uh, no pun intended. Cat Williams seemed extremely sharp throughout the interview. Like it seemed like he orchestrated every single thing he said perfectly and executed it perfectly. Um, I mean, dude, sounds- those facts that Shannon Sharp research are accurate as far as like the colleges he got accepted to it it accepted to when he was like younger the amount of books he read at an early age like Mm -hmm. that's pretty wild that's like that's like prodigy ish you know what i mean like so yeah like i and that came across the way he was speaking right because i think he did come across like someone who was drunk and on a level of course Mm -hmm. but it also felt like someone who's like Bro, I'm giving you stuff because they're true, not because I'm trying to be funny right now. Right. And I'm sure there's jokes sprinkled in or like exaggerations and stuff, but of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think what it proves to me, I mean, I guess I'm not very surprised, but it, it does prove to me that there's a lot going on behind the scenes that, you know, we'll just never know unless someone like him comes out and has the the courage to bring transparency to them. Um, I don't think he's a hater by any means. It, it is kind of random that he would just come out and say these things. But if, if you feel like you've been wronged and people are just bullshitting and lying, like it, it makes sense. You'll come and defend yourself um, in that regard. Um, yeah. Overall, I, I think he's, he's a comedian who I had no idea like what happened to him. Cause I remember back in high school, my friends used to always Bro, funny share guy, it. Yeah. Yeah. And that one stand-up where he's wearing the green, uh, the outfit, the green suit or whatever. Yeah, he's talking about like that week, like the different yeah, week the names. Like, and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like everyone. Yeah, dude, was but dying. he has so many of those, bro. I think he's still putting out specials now. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there was a there was I, I agree with you. There was like an age range of like maybe eighteen to twenty six for us. Yeah, where it's like you you were looking for his specials, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like all of America, not like just like minorities, like black or like every, bro. I had white friends, Asian friends, like loved his shit. Um, yeah. but I, I do think what the interview proves to me is like everything you said, but also that everyone has a number in the sense that like at some point financially, you don't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's either very close or past that number already, where for him personally, he has fuck you money. Whereas, like, yeah, if he disappears tomorrow, everything goes away, he's fine. Because um, I feel like that came through very young. Because he was naming some names that he's, it's like, bro, these are the biggest players in the industry. And yeah. it's just like, he did not give a fuck. It's like, this, right. this is what it is. Yeah, for sure. And I, I commend him for that. One thing that always, like, feels like a, almost like a boogeyman story is this whole 
black men wearing dresses in Hollywood. Like I know he mentioned that many times. And for me, like I get, I completely uh, resonate with the idea of not wanting to do that. Like, I don't think I'd want to see myself in a dress on national TV just for the sake of a, a bag. But at the same time, I don't think it's so far left to where if someone does do that, it's, it's like, Oh, they sold their soul and did, some strange for some change type shit yeah. behind closed doors. Like it, it's just a piece of fabric at the end of the day. I yeah, know I, I get the it, point but. he was doing. The symbol, as far as like, if we keep showing this enough, America, aka white America, will look at these at African American men as a caricature, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, well, you we can't take them serious. But then it's weird because like, if Robin Williams does it for Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah, like, is that it's just part white boy of the, shit? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, that, that doesn't make any sense. So, um, cause I don't know. And it's weird though, bro, because I also, I feel like, um, cause we talk about Kid Cudi, right? Like he did it at SNL, but he was paying homage to a white boy who did it in Kirk Cobain. Right. Right. So it's like, yeah, it can't both things be true. But again, I get what he, I get the point he was trying to make. He's like, bro, you're not going to punk me. Like if I'm going to mm -hmm. do this shit, like, we can do this in a funny way and I don't have to dress like a female. Like, I respect right. that. But the idea of that every person who does that is now being punked or being controlled as a puppet, again, I don't, we don't know, right? But it just seems, right. that one seems more far-fetched than maybe the other shit he was talking about. Right. And I think what it is, is like when, when we see Black people in high places, there's like this tendency to attribute their success to anything but hard work so correct it's always like oh they must have done something crazy whereas if a white person does it's just like oh that that's what they do and it's odd to me because someone like kid cuddy or jaden smith like we already know they're like eclectic people who are more edgier and would do this shit regardless but if unless 21 savage is in like a tutu with fucking lipstick on like you're not going to convince me that someone is only doing this because some exec was like, you know, if you want this 10 million, you know, go shop at fucking, you know, Forever 21 for women and yeah, and I'll make your dreams come true. To, to me, that shit is, is far-fetched. It's far-fetched. Yeah, it's far-fetched, dude. But yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Because I, I remember, bro, I think when I forgot my first job and I was like just sitting in like the break room area, like with any other people who were slightly my age or like were a big Jay-Z fan. And he was talking about how like he stopped being a Jay-Z fan once like it was confirmed that he was in Illuminati. I was like, what? I'm like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, man. Like, it's clear. Like, if you really know like what's happening in the industry, like they do satanic shit. And like, think about it, bro. Like, how would a guy from like where he started allegedly be up here? I'm like. I don't know, bro, because, like, business? Like, just savvy? Yeah. Like, you know, like, you leverage your talents and it opens other doors for you? Like, I don't know, bro. There was always, I don't know. It could be me just being from New York. There's always been, like, a sense of, like, pride and protection when it comes to, like, Jay-Z. Because it's like, bro, like, this is a phenomenal American story that we should all love. But, bro, right. like, I feel like a lot of people in general oh, oh dude there's it has to be illuminati this guy has to be doing satanic ritual shit because again to yeah. your point like if it's a black man or a minority doing it there's other things at play here as opposed to if it was a white guy well it's like yeah but he came from a good family he went to the best schools this is always going to happen it's like yeah but right. that's the maybe the more obvious way to do it but it's not the only way
right? And right. like, so yeah, again, he was saying some wild shit, but as far as like the specific, but it came to like other comedians, movies, shit, um, parties he's been to. It's it, it came off very much like how can you not believe it, right? Again, I don't think there's a black and white in this. I think there's very much a lot in gray. Again, I, I do think he was trying to be funny or make it feel like almost like a, a routine he was doing. Yeah. But there seemed to be a lot of truth in this routine that he was very confident standing on. Like, no, this is what the fuck it is, kind of a thing. So yeah. Again, it was just wild, bro. But also, it's a two-hour interview, bro. But like, like two and a half, I think. Two and a half, but bro, the first forty-five minutes is nonstop. So I'm just like, bro, like, <laughs> yeah. I can't keep like this is just too yeah. much, bro. Yeah, no, it was a lot. I was like, damn, I, I kind of need to take a break. I didn't even finish Correct. all of it. I, I took like a break. I, you know, after an hour and ten minutes, I took a break because um, I'm like, bro, like, what else? What else is there? Like, you know what yeah. I, mean? I, I don't, I don't need to know any more of the right. industry. Like, I know enough. But uh, yeah, man, good for him, bro. Like, again, everyone's talking about him again. Um, which again, people could say this, that was the whole reason of it in the first place. But again, worst case scenario, bro, Cat Williams came across someone like, all right, man, this guy's not just a funny comedian. Like, there's a lot of it's always nice to understand the thought process behind any artist, right? And that's why you and I did interviews when we did two years ago, right? It was just fun to like, how did you go in the studio and come up with this shit, right? I think when you have that interview with Cat Williams, you understand like these jokes don't just come to people. Like, there's work that goes into it to, like, I think we're all given a certain level of talent, right? God-given, whatever, but there's also work that takes place to ensure that you go to the next level. I think that was a cool thing as far as, like, a behind-the-scenes, like, how smart this guy brain operates. 100%. Yeah, and I think the more he spoke and the more I just see comedians in general speak on things, whether it's, like, Andrew Schultz or whatever, you begin to appreciate how difficult of a, I don't know, sport or um, field it is to, to be in because you have to be super witty and, and on point. And I can't imagine having to operate in that space like 24-7. Correct. Correct. That's why I do respect more the comedians that it's, it's not just crowd work, right? Because that seems, it's going to be crazy. It seems easier. Right. But I don't think it's because I feel like Schultz, right? Because you and I were lucky enough to go to one of his shows and I seen other standups of his on TV. But the crowd work is the same crowd work he does everywhere. He just looks for a certain individual in the crowd to kind of bring that out so he can do his bits. But I do because have you ever seen like any of the stuff on TikTok like Matt Rife? Uh a couple things, yeah. Right. So he's like essentially the biggest thing in in, in comedy right now in 2023 at least where uh, i don't think the netflix special did very well but his youtube stuff does very well and tiktok is going crazy but bro i would say 98 percent of his stuff is just crowd work and it's very good crowd work it's very quick witty crowd work but bro to write down a special and these are all preconceived jokes that you're you're working for months to get it right and you, you know you have to like that shit seems wild to me you know what i mean so it's a beautiful thing when you have these like these artists, you know, comedians talk about their process. And I can see why he got offended on behalf of his friends if like a Steve Harvey or whoever is like stealing jokes. It's like, motherfucker, yeah. do you know how hard it was for me to work this joke out? And yeah. you just copied it? Like, so I, I can see why when people question like, why would you go on the show and do that? It's like, bro, like this is like 
my entire life's work and these people were stealing it from me or my friends. So I can see just being a level of like, I'm over it, bro. I'm a fucking atomic bomb this shit and whatever happens, happens. I feel like that was the the vibe he gave off. Like just like complete annoyance with like the industry as a whole. No, I agree with that. Do you think we'll see something ever see an artist of a uh, high stature within hip hop go off the rails like that? I mean, I know Kanye kind of is the, the one who is most likely and has already kind of done that, but someone like Cole or Drake or anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Cause your point, the, the issue with Kanye, it's like that you could dismiss him. Like I just kind of yeah, being Kanye, he's crazy. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's crazy. Right. And then with Lupe Fiasco and B.O.B., they were too early in their career that we didn't take him seriously. We're like, bro, you're probably saying this because no one listens to your fucking music anymore, right? Yeah. Um, dude, I honestly, I don't think so, bro. Like, I there's for Drake. I think the only way we're ever gonna see it is when we see certain moves happen beforehand. And but what I mean by that is when we see one of these bigger artists go independent. Mm. And like that's like the step before. It's like, all right, I maybe I won't give you an interview about this, but maybe my lyrics will tell you more about what's truly happening in the background, right? But right. Dude, these guys are all signed to massive labels that are giving them enough money that I, I feel like it's going to hurt their bag too much to ever go down that road. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, Broski, anything else you want to touch upon before we get into uh, Heat of the Week? No, let's get into it. All right, bro. So Heat of the Week... First one, episode 163, 2024. Uh, is there anything that popped up over the holiday break that really had you, uh, you know, bobbing your head to and enjoying? Yeah, there's a new song by, do you know, 24K Golden? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, called Good Intentions. Um, I won't lie and say that I was a big fan of his music in general prior to this, but... Wasn't he like an industry plant, like rumors about yeah, him being that? Yeah. Yeah, rumors about him being an industry plant. I think mainly because he just had like sudden pop hits. Um, I'm sure a lot of like when you're an artist like him, you know, the label's gonna, you know, back you until the end, essentially, because you have such wide appeal. Wouldn't be surprised if they wrote hooks and, you know, aligned him with different people here and there. But um, in any case, he kind of fell off the scene for a couple years. I think Mood was his biggest song. It probably went like a hundred times platinum. And shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but yeah, he popped up with this song. And I was like, okay, like, let me just give it a listen. You said good, good intentions, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what I appreciated about this song is um, it, he was very vulnerable throughout the song, kind of reflecting on everything everyone assumed he would be reflecting on, which is basically falling off. You know, lost friendships, you know, mm. troubles with his girl, reminiscing about 2021 when he had plaques and and all these things. And I don't know. I, I just I, I found myself really appreciating artists more when it sounds like, the like they're making when they're vulnerable and making music that sounds like it's coming from the heart and not for like a check. Because mm. uh, all of his other music that was you know high up i'm like do you do you really enjoy making this shit though like yeah i yeah, get yeah, the yeah. song sounds cool in the club or whatever but sometimes i just wonder like if it's if they're doing it to be cool or famous or whatever but this song in particular it sounded like something he genuinely wanted to make and was more lighthearted and 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 whatnot and i just really appreciated 
that and the song itself sounds really good to me as well so that obviously is another component nice i'll definitely keep um i'm gonna work out tomorrow morning i'll peep it out i'll check it out so dude for me um i think i told you over the break so boz one of my favorite artists mm. um in recent memory dropped an album called we only talk about real shit when we're fucked up yeah so i love that title I yeah actually, it's a dude, great title yeah so it's like a funny thing when you have like you probably felt this at your bachelor party and the wedding. I felt this at my bachelor party as well. Um, when you have like friends from different worlds come together and like they're vibing, like it's a beautiful thing, right? Like I had I had Sam on the boat with my Indian friends and like it was a beautiful thing to see, right? So bro, Boz was on my favorite sports podcaster randomly, bro. And I was just like, what is this? This is a the podcast I listened to is like a 50 or a late 40 year old dude bro but I, and boz i think is like my age right or maybe a little bit younger or whatever but like i put this, this this white guy's like a huge hip-hop fan bro like fucking into like um what's the name some like old groups man like uh like, like tribe, Pali, called and shit? tribe called quest is his favorite fucking band de la soul is his favorite band of yeah. all time right so that kind of like hip-hop like he loves yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. so but apparently like common friends so like Boz at his house, like explaining his entire history. So, dude, one thing I didn't know about Boz is that, um, bro, his dad was like a diplomat. So, like, he's traveled the world from like an early fucking age. Mm. His brother, DJ Momo, who I've gone to see multiple times at free shows um, in in uh, in Miami, is like a part of Dreamville's. Like, he's the official Dreamville DJ. So, it's like. A oh, cool wow. insight. So, like, if you didn't love Boz, like, go listen to his interview with Ryan Rosillo, um, and you'll fucking love Boz more. But I think I actually made this song my heat of the week, like, back during the pandemic. But he actually added this song to this um, this new album, so I'm gonna do it again. So the uh, the song is called Risk. Um, okay. I definitely played this for you before. I feel like I'm gonna add it to the playlist right now, so like it's already here. Uh, no, nah, okay, cool. But yeah, Risk, dude, it's a phenomenal song. Um, I feel like Boss has this gift whenever it's a slightly more vulnerable song, like you can just feel it in the beat choice. So mm-hmm. you would like know what you're getting yourself into. And bro, the lyrics are phenomenal, bro. There's one lyric that I had to like fucking write down, but that's how good this shit was. And yes. it was, uh, he was talking about all the stresses in his life, but then like the gifts that he's gotten at the end of it, uh, towards like in recent memory. And it's like living proof of God's wonders. But, like, when you hear that in the context of the lyrics beforehand, like, it just yeah. hits a different way. So, like, bro, Risk, phenomenal song. Highly recommend everyone listen to that, but also just go listen to the song in general because it's, like, it it, uh, it truly slaps. So, nice. Um, yeah, we only talk about real shit when we're fucked up, which is super facts. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, listen to that, bro. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got, bro. Episode 163 in the books. We did it. We're going to have another great year, God willing. Um, you got any big trips lined up this year? Uh, so we're trying to do something international towards the end of the year. Um, but in terms of upcoming trips that are solidified, uh, besides your wedding, would be... Oh, we're doing a Hawaii in February. Cop some cheap tickets now, which will be nice. Is this uh, like an anniversary thing? Um. Not an official thing. No, no, sorry. This one, no, it's not an anniversary thing um, related to us. But it is kind of an annual thing. Um, And, oh, this would be the first time we've gone with friends. So Moon um, found some cheap tickets 
at the last minute. So nice. He'll be joining us. I think his wife has never been. So um, they'll be joining us for a bit. And then I think that's pretty much it. It's, it's going to be mostly work trips, um, which I'm not mm. too mad about. One of them's in Vegas. So hopefully that'll include some debauchery at night. Nice. Uh, and yeah, I think that that's it that I can think of. Yeah, same, dude. My only big trip before the wedding, nothing before the wedding, God willing, and then the honeymoon, which is going to be, if it works out at the end of the year, uh, we're going to Thailand for 10, 12 days. So that'll be nice. sick. But yeah, I think, yeah, dude, all my money's going towards the wedding. I had a meeting with the, the, the wedding people today and I was like, well, can you do anything for me, bro? <laughs> like, uh-huh. can, you, can you make some zeros disappear? Can you help me the yeah. fuck out? But it's okay. It's going to be a great time. Looking forward to it. But, um, it's wild because it's like forever away, but it's also close, but it's also like it's far away enough that I don't want to con- consume my everyday life leading up to it. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. So uh, I'm just trying to go day by day right now. But um, yeah, man, it's going to be a good year. I'm excited for us. Um, yeah. Check us out. Like, subscribe. We love y'all. Love Peace. Y'all. Peace.